is Minda Wilson from Urgent Care. I have Vicki Russell Walton on the show today, a two-time survivor of breast cancer, caregiver, and advocate. And I'm really excited to talk to her. Welcome, Vicki. Yes. Did you grow up in D.C.? Well, no, actually, I moved up uh, to D.C. almost 20 years ago. I was in North Carolina, and then my sisters moved to Washington, D.C., so I followed behind them, and uh, I've been up here ever since. I'm originally from Virginia Beach. So you grew up there, and and you started your career, and uh, were you always uh, were you always in, interested in communications? Was that how you started no. your career? No, actually, I was working for a government contractor, and uh, I've always had a love for craft. So I always thought I would end up with a flower shop or a crafting store. I didn't think that this would be my calling as a breast cancer advocate. I didn't think so. So you were misdiagnosed in 2007. What, what happened then? Oh, wow. So, yes, I was actually misdiagnosed four times. They were analyzing the fatty tissue. They were not analyzing the tumor at all. So it was a long, hard journey, but nevertheless, it was a journey that I was up for. Um, I think it's important that when you advocate for yourself and you know your body, that you don't give up until you feel comfortable with the answers that you receive. Um, If you don't fight for yourself, no one else will. So I I was glad for my parents who taught me to advocate. And if something doesn't feel right, um, to make sure that I fight for myself until it feels right. And that's exactly what happened. I knew something wasn't right. And I'm glad I advocated for myself because if not, I would have surely passed away um, with with the diagnosis that I received because it was wrong. So somebody said you didn't have cancer when you did. They told me three times I did not have cancer, that it was benign. Huh. And it was cancer. You knew something was wrong with your body. You went to these mm-hmm. doctors. They did tests. You 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 listened to your body, and, and you, you kept fighting the powers that be, right? You were like... Yes challenging yes, them. something's wrong yes i i ended up having to get the director of our hr department to assist to me and my fight i had to you know um i went to her and i told her something's not right i don't feel well they're telling me it's benign i knew my family history i knew my body there's a lump here i have the signs the peckering the discharge it hurts uh, my chest felt like an elephant really was sitting on my chest. And when I sit still, I'm God's Ridlin baby. So when I sit still, something's wrong. And I, I just didn't have the motivation to go and do and the energy that I once had. So I knew something was wrong. And certainly there was. So I definitely had to fight and get my HR again director to fight with me. And she she was a, a forest arm. I told her what was going on. She made some phone calls, and the next thing I know, I'm seeing the head oncologist, and we're doing a test, a biopsy, and we found out that um, that it was cancer and that it is, uh, once we did the lymphectomies and did the surgery, we found out that it spread to my lymph nodes. So, I mean, I caught it just in time. Wow. what a, What a story. And then... But that that sort of brought into your you to a 
a place of learning too. Like you learned a lot yes. from that experience. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, there was really no organizations out here at that time to assist me. I, I couldn't find any. And I was asking for help and where, you know, where's all this support I heard about. And I mean, these organizations at that time were horrible. You know, one company called me back like three months later. <laughs> I didn't get the support. Yeah, it was, it was bad. I didn't get the support that I knew I deserved as a cancer patient. So mm-hmm. I kept a journal. What was the what were the good organizations? What were the bad organizations? Who could really help? And you know these big organizations that we donate donate to a lot um, do more donations than back. I'll just put it like that. Right, right. So I right. learned a lot. Right, they're not always there to help you when you need no, your help. No, they're not. Mm-mm. You're absolutely correct. So what led to the founding of your organization? It's in the genes. And you know, yes, it's in the genes. Really, my mom burst that. My mother told me that I was not going back to my job, that this is my calling and this is what I was going to do. And um, God had a plan over my life that involves breast cancer. And I thought that, I thought that, I told my mom that this is not my calling this is not what I want to do. I do not, you know, want to fight. And she said, well, you fight with everybody anyway, so you might as well fight for breast cancer. And, and sure enough, I ended up not going back today as they say, quote, unquote, good government job. And I started my advocacy and I've not looked back and I've been very happy with my advocacy. It's in the genes was created because all cancer and all chronic diseases are in your genes. You wear them every day, uh, some of them big or small, some of them more than little, some of them bigger than the others, but we wear our genes every day. And it's, uh, it's on you how you wear your genes. You know, are you going to fight with your genes? Are you just going to wear the same pair every day? Are you trying to change your genes? Are you trying to make them better? You know, so it's in the genes. Yeah, my mom helped me birth that. And we've been going strong ever since. So what kind of services do you provide for people? Well, it just started out with trying to connect people to the right resources. Mm -hmm. But now we have birthed uh, what we call a pinky party. And a pinky party is a party where women can come and be educated about breast cancer. They can receive a free mammogram and educational information. You leave with a swag bag that's filled with all kinds of goodies. But this is a free educational breast cancer class. We have a DJ. We serve lunch. We have child care. You can get your massage. You can get your hair done. You can get your nails done. Um, we serve lunch. We have raffles. We have, you know, local vendors coming in to speak with them. We have local vendors and educators coming in to educate you about available resources and what you need to do holistic experts coming in to teach you how to breathe and how to relax and how to take that anxiety off and how to take those muscle pains away. So it's a full-line breast cancer party with everybody invited, and it's free. Great. That's a great resource, and it's a great resource because I'm sure once you get, you know, it's nice to create a community, and also, mm-hmm. it's it's nice to be able to share experiences with people and share tips. Yes. yes. 
We have the pink couch. We have the pink podium. We are, we are pink out. And you can sit on the pink couch and you can tell us your story, your journey, and we videotape it. And we have a lot of uh, great stories and great um, sessions from, uh, from people who have, some have passed on, but nevertheless, their words are very um, strong because they do give you help and they do give you guidance and they do give you encouragement. So the Pinky Party is it's a full-on educational party, and we're excited about it. I bet. So th- at that moment, you're in the doctor's office, and they and you've mm-hmm. had your biopsy, and they say mm-hmm. you do have you do have breast cancer. What's yeah. the what's the first thing you recommend they do? Wow, breathe, breathe, because. If it wasn't for my sister, I had one on the phone and I had uh, one in the office with me. I didn't remember anything the doctor said. I I have no idea, you know, other than, you know, up until that moment. After that, I didn't hear anything. And I want people to understand that, yes, you have a physical doctor, but you have a spiritual doctor. And you also need to remind yourself that people leave this earth every day that don't have cancer. I mean, look at COVID-19. It's, it's taking massive people away that don't have cancer. So I don't want it to get in your mind. But the first thing I need you to do is breathe. Breathe. Okay. So, so you've, you breathe. The, the shock is sort of, the shock is sort of dissipating. You're, mm-hmm. You've got the diagnosis. Then what? Mm-hmm. What's the next things that you should yeah. be doing? The next thing you should do is write down. Write down all the questions that you have, all the questions that you have, because you're not going to remember them and you're not going to remember everything the doctor said to you. And whatever questions you have, what type of cancer it is, what your diagnosis are, and don't accept just one diagnosis. Get a plan A and a plan B Mm -hmm. and write it all down because you're going to forget, you know, and you may get in the doctor's office and say, I forgot to ask him this. You can always email them back. But write down what your questions are and write down what you want to happen. You know, I wrote down, I'm going to live. I'm going to beat this. I'm going to be strong. Well, how am I going to be strong? I have to eat healthy. Well, what what shouldn't I eat? The sugars, the alcohol. I'm not a smoker. You know, what should I be doing? Maintaining my weight, maintaining my health. I eat baby food during my chemo because it's what I could tolerate. And I take notes and I listen to others. I also got with my husband's, um, I call them elders of the family, because they told me I was going to have third-degree burns from the radiation. And I got with them, and I said, well, what do I do? I believe in holistic. So I said, what do I do if I start to burn? And one of his aunts gave me this um, recipe, olive oil, vitamin E, uh, castor oil, it's four or five ingredients to mix together, and guess what? I didn't burn. So talk to those that have been through with a positive note about how you can prepare yourself for what your, what your journey is about to take you on. So write things out and be open to the good and the bad. Be open to it because this is experience talking to you. So writing everything out 
was a great plan for me. And it helped me because I can check things off. I could go back and check my notes. I could also find out, oh, yeah, what do I do when I'm about to have a seizure? You know, my, my aunt taught me when you're about to have a seizure, stand on the cold floor because it shocks your nerves. Take your socks off and stand on the cold floor and it'll stop your seizure. And it did that for me. So talking to the elders really helped me out and those that have been through, prepare for what my journey may, I may have to go through in my journey. It really helped me out. Right. And age isn't a factor. This is something that can come on when you're young. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, Young and old. This is a, you know, I say chronic diseases are international. All They want everyone to join their organization. They don't discriminate against anybody. You can join any one of these organizations when it comes to chronic diseases, and that's the downside about it. I think once you have cancer, you shouldn't have to have it again. (laughs) I think that should be law. You know, if you get it once, you should never get it again. But that's not law. You know, things happen to, to good people and things happen everywhere. So that's where we are right now. Right. Well, you, you, you were misdiagnosed. You were, again, you had cancer again, came back. Yeah. In 2018, it sure did in the exact same spot um, that they, they took the tumor out. Had I known then what I know now, I would have had a double mastectomy then. If I had known of all the risk factors and the gene mutations and, you know, and a lot we didn't know in 2007, but we know now. So if I knew then what I would be going through right now, I, I, I definitely would have opted out. I, I would have had my breast removed then. It's everyone. It's, it affects all yeah. races, all, all men gets all sexes, men men get breast yes. cancer too. Yes, and... they do, and they think they can't, but, you know, it's a proven fact that they, they have it, and their rates are, I think cancer rates are going to be higher now because no one is going to the doctor. So now we have to go to the doctor to be seen at an alarming rate. Everybody's rushing to get a mammogram right now, but it's, because we've been home, you know, since March, most of us, and we have not been able to get our mammogram or do our blood work or do anything like that, our numbers are going to be extremely high. So we're expecting the phone calls. We're expecting, you know, the screaming on the other end of the phone call or the emails, or we're expecting, you know, a, a fluctuant, a numbers of cancer patients calling us um, only because, We've been home and, you know, we, we've not been able to get the care that we need. So that's right. very scary. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And, and that's, that's something else that's been an interesting phenomenon from the COVID crisis is that all mm-hmm. other things have sort of been put on hold. Right. So, and, um, and that's really been done society a disservice, I think. Exactly. Exactly. And and everyone is focused on COVID. And I tell people all the time, you still have to eat healthy. You still have to exercise. You still have to maintain your life. You still have to. Life has not stopped because of COVID. Now, more than ever, you need to be healthy. You need to be whole. You need to make sure you're maintaining your weight. And you need to make sure that overall, you're being the healthiest that you can be. Right. That four-year-old of yours isn't going to stop growing just because there's COVID out there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And his, and his appetite, you know, won't stop. But the anxiety levels are so high. I was in the grocery store and you can only get two cans 
of vegetables and, you know, one pack of toilet paper and one paper towels. And the lady in front of me said, here we go again. And she said, you know, when they do this, it makes you want to grab all of it because of the uncertainty. So now the anxiety level is high. The the anger is, is more prevalent than ever. And people just don't feel safe. They don't know what to do right now. And it's only because, you know, there's no guidance and there's no, there's no rules right now. And, and again, when you go into the grocery store and you see that you can only have two and they're telling you that there's a food shortage, it's like, uh, I, I would like more than two. I would like to get 20. You know, right. if you're telling me there's a food shortage and I can't come back, you know, so that anxiety is not healthy for as well. It's exactly. And then for people with cancer, that stress is especially not good. No, it's not. And, you know, and, and I tell people that, again, that's where the breathing comes in, that breathe, relax, you know, take care of yourself and, and, and focus on what you need to do. So every, everything's okay. You just have to do better and be better. So yeah. when people may mm-hmm. not be able to get, I understand you're having your first virtual pinky party coming up. Yes, we are first virtual pinky party. We have some great speakers coming in. Uh, we have our DJ coming in. We're still doing raffles. You can still win gifts. Everybody receives a swag bag. We will be mailing them out. Um, it, it, we, you know, you have your own child care and you eat whatever you want to eat off of your couch, but it is our first virtual and we're so excited and we're so thankful that people are opening up and being responsive to it and wanting to participate and support um, sponsorships. We're still looking for sponsors. So we're just excited. And, you know, I tell people anytime that you wake up, you're still here. You should be thankful and excited. So we are. So if people want to reach out to you or donate to your organization, what's the best way to do that? Well, you know what? You can call call us, 301-442-5105, or you can email us, do something at itsinthegenes.com, G-N-E-S, and um, just reach out to us, and our assistant or one of the ladies call you back, and we will be more than happy to accept your uh, sponsorship donation and whatever you feel like you want to help us with, with the pinky party and with all of our programs. We have, we do a lot in the community, so all of our programs and all of our uh, events. We would love your support. Thank you. And if somebody's recently diagnosed, what's the, uh, is this the same reach out the same way? Yes. Reach out to us the same way. That's my personal cell phone number. Um, that my assistant hates for me to give up, but everybody has that number anyway. So I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> everybody has my personal cell phone number. So I don't know what she's trying to hide it for, but I thank her uh, for always watching over me and trying to protect me. But in the words of my husband, she can stop now. <laughs> you can stop now. Everybody has it. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm really excited to have had the opportunity to talk to you. Um, it was Vicki Russell Walton, and her organization is It's In The Genes, and she's doing great work in supporting women with cancer, and, as, is, uh, and it's a wonderful organization if you're interested in helping support them. 
This is Minda Wilson with Urgent Care.